0: Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is live, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show.
1: Moving
0: Iron in the 21st century Hard-working people working hard for you and me Moving Iron time and time again Welcome to Moving Iron Podcast, Tax Moves, with Glenn Bernbaum. Glenn, how you doing today? Hey,
1: good, Casey. It just came up a little bit of a rain here, so we're right. still out yeah. of the fields in our area. But. Yeah. So I've unfortunately been reading some tax stuff today, you know. so
0: That sounds like a, a great thing to do on a rainy day, read some yeah. read some tax code. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, so... Tax days are with, you kind of got your catch your breath here for a little bit, but not totally because there's still a lot of stuff hanging out there that you don't clearly have defined as to what you can or can't do. So there's going to have to probably be um, some guys that are going to either the extensions that they file, they're going to have to be relooked at or, or they're going to have to refile based on, on what comes out of this stuff here. So talk about some of this uh, you brought up before thing. There was some frequently, frequently asked questions on uh, the IRS website that really gave you no information.
1: The, you know, the FAQs, so on, apparently, I'm not sure anyone noticed this, on April 11th, which was, you know, the Friday before April 15th, so on April 11th, they released, I think, like, 21 new questions and answers, Um, so it's up to, like, 33 questions and answers on 199A, you know, pretty specific questions. You might think that they would, you know, have a news release or something, but it, it was, um... I guess it would have been last Saturday. So it was like over a week that I'm not sure anyone noticed that this, you know, they they had all these new guidance. And then people started looking at a few of the questions and answers. And in particular, the last one, question 33, it's causing some concern uh, for pretty much any sort of S-corp business owner that we have that also is covered under health insurance, you know, by by their business, which would probably be most of them. Now you know we don't we don't see that the answer is correct and it's a little vague. They say generally speaking, but they almost make it seem like the health insurance that the business would pay on behalf of the um, the owner employee. You know that's a deduction, right? It's, it's you know it's a business expense. It's a deduction, but for this one nine nine a purposes, this QBI qualified business income, the answer appears to say you would deduct it twice. Which is a bad thing, you know you might think that's a good thing, right, because hey deducting something twice is a pretty good deal, mm-hmm. but if you deduct it twice, you have lower qbi you have a then you take twenty percent of that lower number, you're not going to get as good of a, of a deduction, um, so yeah. they're actually it's actually a bad thing that deduct it twice. We're like, well, but they very clearly say they use the word both and they say you know deduct it at the entity level and then again at the individual level, so we're not sure where they're coming up with this, but it gave some people some concern. Um, because I don't think, uh, I mean, I, I haven't met anybody yet, you know, preparers around here or other preparers I've talked to that would have done that, you know, automatically or explicitly, you know, cause it just doesn't make any sense. So yeah. we're trying to figure out, you know, is this just an error? I mean, you know what happens, right? Things things can get messed up, but it's 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 concerning that they released like over twenty new questions, and they didn't really tell anyone about it. And then, when people start looking at them, right now, the people have more time, right? Mm-hmm. More time on your hands. You start looking at the IRS website and you say, "Hey, what's this about? I didn't see this before." So, um, that's that's the big news in the tax world here. Pretty makes, exciting stuff. It, it almost
0: makes you think they released those. Not telling anybody because they kind of put them out there and they didn't really know how to answer them either. So they yeah. just, they kind yeah. of, they kind of forced it through.
1: Yeah. Now the other thing, this was, I think on April 19th, um, saw this on an email post I, I subscribed to that they also put out a very little blurb on how you deal with farm income averaging, which we've talked about. Farm income averaging and this 198 deduction. And suffice it to say, we're confused. But I don't even—I didn't even want to get into it. But it's very confusing what their their response is about how these two work together, and it it, it seems to make no sense again. So, mm-hmm. um, so it just seems to be developing a pattern that you know, they're trying. I mean, they're trying to, I think, address some questions that they're getting, but they're not detailed enough, or they're 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 vague enough that we're not sure. You know, we're we we're, we're, we're left wanting more. Okay, right. We know there's potentially a question about how you handle qualified business income and how you handle the farm income averaging rules and hopefully we'll get some more hard guidance on this hard guidance is you know actual proposed regulations final regulations soft guidance is like you know kind of just things on the website these faqs of that so we're getting this soft guidance which is not quite comprehensive enough Uh, so anyway it's where i think we're kind of waiting to see at least i'm waiting to see if you know the website's going to just kind of all of a sudden just change the answer one day Maybe not you know explicitly tell anybody, but just all of a sudden that answer will be changed, so:
0: right. uh, That's a big enough impact on the overall. I mean, especially we are talking about farm income and, and how co-ops yeah. are handled and everything. I mean, just oh, it is. Yeah. That, that's got to be something that they have to be. Yeah, pretty mindful. I, I mean, don't you think? I mean, they're like they yeah. You think they're that perplexed by the rule they put up? That they can't figure out their own logic. Is that is that kind of where your? Where I you're don't at? know. I
1: mean, it's it is a little concerning. Um, now we are hoping to get the the proposed regulations on the grain glitch fix here in the next few weeks, uh, and potentially that would also maybe address how you deal with this for with farm income averaging. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it will put that to bed. But I'm just I'm not sure why they kind <clears> of <throat> in effect. I mean. Posted something on April nineteenth of that farm income averaging case. You know when, I mean, there's not many people are going to really use it for any reason. You know uh, until a little later. So I'm not. I mean, it, it just seems to be rushed out a little bit. So yeah. So that's a deadline. Um, the other interesting deadline I read in another another post was uh, June twenty second. June twenty second would be uh, eighteen months after President Trump signed the bill. And apparently there's a just a rule that says, hey, any sort of final regulations, you know, to get those passed and out by June 22nd, 18 months after, then it's okay that the IRS can pretty much, and they can change their mind on this a little bit, but they can make it go back to January 1st of 2018, you know, retroactive back to day one. So. Right on. I'm looking forward to this maybe just it's a deadline that's out there. It's not an absolute deadline that's needed to be met, but it's it's a deadline that they could use to say, hey, let's try to get some of this guidance out by June twenty second, just so we can make it, you know, retroactive back to January first. And hopefully, you know, if the final regulations aren't that much different than the proposed regulations, everyone was following the proposed regulations when they're filing the returns, you know, because that's all they had to go off of. Maybe it's not a big deal. So I'm just kinda hoping it maybe accelerates getting some of this guidance out. You know, sometimes you need a deadline, right? To get right. something done. Get something so, done, absolutely. So that's absolutely. a what? A couple. Still got a couple, couple months on that. So.
0: Um, so what's their what's the idea here? I mean, so this one ninety nine A thing's been kind of going on and on and on and on. Um, yeah. I, I guess is it that complex that they can't come up with a a suitable remedy to what they created or is it is it bigger than that i mean wh- i mean i guess well, I'm, I'm confused yeah, why talk, it takes yeah, so long to get
1: are you talking that the, the grain glitch fish in particular the grain glitch fix i assume right yeah. Big, uh, yeah yeah you know, we're not sure. I mean, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast because you know they they fixed it. I mean, it took a while for them to figure out how to fix it. You know, it took a couple three months to. Mm-hmm. I think they relied on some CPA firms to provide some guidance on, hey, how should the actual statute be written? You know, the actual code section be be written. And now then they they've got to write more details underlying it. And it's just it's surprising that it took you know over a year to do it. So. Right. Um, but maybe, maybe one of these things is they're trying to deal with how you deal with farming income averaging or something. So it's a little concerning, but hopefully it's just that, you know, despite how significant this is for ag, it's a pretty narrow set of taxpayers, right? Right. In a general they had to, they would rather deal with the normal 199A, right? That affects many more taxpayers and get, they got proposed regs out and final regs out by like the end of January so that was you know pretty good so that when we were doing the tax strings, we pretty much knew what the rules were so they, they kind of put that one on the back burner yeah uh, but who knows it just gives you a little concern
0: okay one thing that I, I had I was curious about that I wanted to bring back up I uh, just had been on my mind here for the last couple of times and I just now remember to bring it on here but so I'm kind of putting you on the spot Glenn so get ready um, right. if the, uh, we we're talking about the four plan interest thing and yep. if it would, there was a tractor trailer involved and if the tractor part, uh, you could four plan, but there's a different set of regulations and rules for the, for the, the for the trailer part of it. Um, yep. is did anything come from that? Anything that, anything changed yes. there where they kind of narrowed yeah, that out?
1: Nothing yet. That's the 163 J rules. They had the public hearing in February, a lot of people were, you know, wrote in or even testified to that effect and, that's hopefully one of the final regulations that would be out by June 22nd, is what I'm mm-hmm. hoping. Because okay. that's a big one. And, and yeah. it probably will be pared back. I mean, what we're hearing is, right, on the proposed regulations, you know, they make them a little more IRS-friendly. You know, then the final regulations, they, they take comments, and they're going to back off on a few things. And so that's what we're hoping. So there, there were definitely several returns extended Manufacturers, we talked about there's an issue with depreciation. Maybe you don't actually get to add back depreciation back to determine even to, to determine your interest limit. So, um, yeah, we're hoping that we get some guidance on the final regs by the summer. Mm-hmm. But, so the answer is really no, nothing new on that and likely if it was an issue you, know, you may have extended your return to, uh, just to give you more time to, yeah. uh, to wait on the guidance. So,
0: so what happens with all this here? You, you made your your estimated payment on uh, April yeah. 15th and yep. you finalize your, your extension and you do everything and all those rules and regulations come back out and, and you end up owing more than, than what your estimated yep. amount was, right? Yep. There's going to be interest in charge of that. And no interest just is about what was it? Half percent a month and 6% Correct. penalty or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yep. So
0: how's that work? Is that is you just, sorry, about
1: they could, it's pretty rare. They could try to say, well, we'll give you a pass. You know, if you were, I'm not aware if that's happened too recently, but I suppose it's possible they could grant relief, you know, for manufacturers or certain taxpayers mm-hmm. regarding that. But I guess, you know, what the IRS might say is, hey, you should have just paid in the kind of worst case scenario, right? Assuming, you know, you couldn't deduct any of that interest and then, or, you know, whatever the rule might be and, you know, deal with the consequences later. Because, um, you know, if you paid Stupid. in too much, then you just apply <laughs> that overpayment right to your quarterly estimates. I mean, that, yeah. they could say that, but... But yeah, maybe they'll grant relief. It could, it, it's a possibility. Uh,
0: <laughs> Government, so. IRS. Don't get me started. Don't get me started, Glenn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> all right, buddy. Anything else going on that we need to be aware of here? That I mean, a lot. Like we talked about, a lot of big things that are happening, and and, and all the yeah. different stuff out there. But you know, you're you're uh, you know running around pulling your hair out. Kind of time is over, and now you're just kind of doing the yeah. uh, looking, kind of picking up right. the scraps. So. Trying to get
1: caught back up yeah, yeah. And hopefully we'll get some if we get a little more clarity on a few of these things then we can really you know turn our attention to some tax planning right because right uh-huh. now if we don't really know what the rules are it's kind of hard to do much planning so right
0: yeah uh, yep.
1: yeah
0: okay All we'll right, see. all right Glenn well, lots of stuff going on um, folks want to reach out to you and and uh, pick your brain or ask you a question maybe get pointed in the right direction how would they do that?
1: yeah, it's best to call our office here at heinle Banward the phone number three oh nine six nine four four two five one or you can always follow me on twitter at glenn burnbottom is my handle
0: right on all right make sure you guys reach out to him too and, and check that out on, on his uh twitter handle there's a lot of good stuff going on back there and when this one hits i'm sure there'll be all kinds of chatter about all the all the different stuff going on and everybody sure. chiming in on that so i also want to remind everyone to go to globalagnetwork.com and if you create an account there you can go through all the content that's there all the different uh podcast content that's there and you can pick the ones that you really want to listen to and those will show up in your inbox. So check that out as a new feature and and, uh, you'll be alerted to when those uh, new, uh, new episodes hit. So Glenn, thanks for being on. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right, thanks, Casey. Have a good one. YouTube. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, now part of the Global Ag Network. If you'd like to continue any of these conversations, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at MovingIronPodcast.com. You can also visit the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel and watch Market Roundup with Chip Melinger, Sean Hackett, and Angie Setzer. Also, Tax News with Glenn Burnbaum. Please visit movingironllc.com. Here you can find information, details, and updates for the 2019 Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and globalagnetwork.com. So until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey Seymour, out. Moving iron in the 21st century.